et refugium meum est tu, et propter nomen tuum, dux nici eris, et te nutries me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I find it wonderful that the intro to today's Mass gives us, in some way, a sense of what must have been going on in the heart and in the life of that blind man before Jesus passed on the way. The intro, it is in some way, a window into that man's experience. What does he say? Be thou unto me a God, a protector, and a place of refuge to save me. One can almost hear in counterpoint that Prayer of the English and Irish martyrs. Jesu, 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 esto miti Jesus. Jesus, 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 be thou to me a Jesus. And the psalm of the intro it went on. For thou art my strength and my refuge. And for thy name's sake. Jesu, Jesu, Jesu. For thy name's sake, thou wilt lead me. And the intro, it ends with this Eucharistic allusion. And nourish me. And I hear the blind man going on to say, In thee, O Lord, have I hoped? Let me never be confounded. Deliver me in thy justice and save me. Save me. The gospel is given us today, not only in the Mass, but the gospel is apportioned out in the antiphons of the little hours, in such wise that the gospel illumines the whole day. These antiphons of the divine office taken from the gospel of the day are divinely ensouled by the music that brings them to life. They are not mere words grouped together text of the antiphon and the chant that espouses the text together produce a living word capable of piercing the heart in a given moment of grace. Let us look then at the Gospel of the Mass as it is given us throughout the day by the Church. At prime, 
Iterfaciente, while Jesus was on the road, as he drew near to Jericho, a blind man cried out to him that he might receive light. Jesus is on the road. We understand from the context that he is on the road to his passion, death, and resurrection. Now we are going up to Jerusalem, and all that has been written about the Son of Man by the prophets is to be accomplished. He will be given up to the Gentiles and mocked and beaten and spat upon. They will scourge him, and then they will kill him. We are given the whole bitter passion of the Lord that will fill the last days of Holy Week already today on Quinquagesima Sunday in a kind of preview. And on the third day he will rise again. Today on Quinquagesima Sunday we already receive the first glimmers of the announce of the resurrection. Now the blind man is begging on the outskirts of Jericho. Aware of the passing of Jesus, he hears, he hears the movement of the crowd, he hears the approach of this mysterious procession. He cries out to Jesus, and here the text of the antiphon diverges from that of the Gospel. The antiphon says, Ut lumen recipere mere retur, that he may be found worthy of receiving the light. Does not St. Thomas Aquinas say in his magnificent prayer before Holy Communion, Almighty and everlasting God, I approach the sacrament of thy only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. I come sick to the doctor of life, unclean to the fountain of mercy, blind to the radiance of eternal light, and poor and needy to the Lord of heaven and earth. And at the antiphon for Terse that we just sang, Transeunte Domino, clamabat Shekus Adeum, as the Lord was passing by, the blind man cried out to him, Have mercy on me, O son of David. Note that the Lord is Transeunte, he's passing by. This is an occasion of grace that will not be repeated. The blind man's choice is critical. He cries out, there are in every man's life critical moments such as these. Moments in which the Lord is passing by moments in which one's choice is critical. If one delays in responding to the Lord's passage, one forfeits 
the unique grace of that moment. What must one say in such a moment? Exactly what the blind man cried out, Miserere mei, have mercy upon me. And at sext, we shall have the antiphon, et qui preibant, and they who were walking in front rebuked him to make him keep quiet. But what did he do? He cried out all the louder, Have mercy on me, thou son of David. Those walking in front, would not these have been the apostles? Jesus is hemmed in by his handlers. They want to protect him from the importunate demands of the rabble. Jesus, however, does not see the rabble. Faceless, nameless, depersonalized, he sees each face. He searches out each heart. He knows each one by name. He hears the blind man's cry. The blind man is not daunted by Jesus' entourage. He will not be silenced by those who want above all else to keep things moving along, lest there occur anything spontaneous or unplanned. I've sometimes encountered among pious folk an inability to embrace the unexpected, an unwillingness to take risks, and above all a need to control everything down to the last detail. How often has such an attitude impeded a great inbreaking of grace? The blind man shouts all the louder. He makes himself heard above the objections of the bureaucratic monitors who would prefer that he remain out of sight and out of earshot. The blind man is a great master of perseverance in prayer. And the fourth antiphon that will be given us today at Nome Shekus magis ac magis clamavat, ut dominus illuminaret. The blind man cried out more and more that the Lord might illumine him. The blind man, you see, is given us today as our master of prayer. One must Recall the neumes that bring these words to life. There are two key phrases in this short antiphon. The first phrase is magis ac magis, more and more. How easy it is to become discouraged in prayer, to the point of praying less and less, rather than more and more. 
If a man finds it hard to remain in prayer for five minutes, he must remain in prayer for ten. If one half hour seems too long, one needs to pray for the full hour. The world, the flesh, and the devil conspire to make Christians pray less and less. The Holy Ghost moves souls to pray magis ak magis more and more with ever greater intensity. And the second phrase is ut dominus illuminare, that the Lord might illumine him. Every true prayer is, at the deepest level, a prayer for light, a cry out of the darkness, bleed kindly light amidst the encircling gloom prayed Blessed John Henry Newman. A cry out of the darkness, awaiting upon the Lord to illumine all that in oneself is under the shadow of sin and death. Never, never does our Lord refuse a prayer for light. He may for a time leave a soul in apparent darkness, but that is only in order to prepare the eyes of the soul to see the brightness that shines from his face. Did you take note of the word to the blind man in the very action of giving him sight? Jesus says, Respice. I find that extraordinary. That before, or rather, in the very instant of giving him sight, Jesus says, Respice, look, look. Fides tua te salvum fecit. Thy faith hath saved thee. There are many who say, Who will show us good things? The light of thy countenance, O Lord, is signed upon us. And, as is often the case, the offertory antiphon of the Mass completes the Gospel today by giving us the prayer of the blind man to whom Jesus restored sight, so that we have in the intro it his prayer before the passage of Jesus, and in the offertory antiphon, his prayer following upon the passage of Jesus. And what does he say? Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy justifications. With my lips I have pronounced all the judgments of thy mouth. One can almost see this blind man to whom Jesus has restored sight, taking the first steps into newness of life. And so we are given in some way today the whole experience of Holy Lent already on Quadratism Sunday. 
we are given the beginning of journey, the beginning of our going up to Jerusalem, and we are given already a glimpse of the glorious light that awaits us at the end. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.